Have you ever looked back at a classic film or something you once loved and wondered, could you still do this? Would it hold up? Does it have any historic value or is it even resonating with me the same? Well, so did we. So welcome to You Can't Do That Anymore, a podcast where we do just that. We look back at the classic films, your favorites, and wonder if they would hold up in a modern lens, if there's any reason to make them or any historic value. The intro is so hard to do today because the movie we've picked is the antithesis of everything that I've just said. <laughs> As always, I'm your host, Blake Schultz. With me is Terrence Tatum. Hello, everyone. And we are joined once again by Matt and Mac, the creators of The Cosmic Game from Drunken Devil. And we are talking today about the 1979 film Caligula. Seminal classic. A, a seminal classic, <laughs> a foundation of erotic historical thrillers. Um, it's a weird one to dive into. So let's get right into this. It's <laughs> called Caligula, starring Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell. It was released in 1979. And then I believe the next year in America, first in Italy. It was funded almost entirely by Penthouse with them having the goal of making a high budget, erotic, basically pornography <laughs> movie. Uh, in a historical drama, for some reason, this was the intent that someone woke up one day and went, every time I watch a historical movie, I just wish there were more genitals. And it needs to encapsulate the fall of the Roman Empire, and it needs to encapsulate absolute power corrupts absolutely as the primary theme. The history of this movie is so bombastic and crazy. I don't even know do you guys know a lot of the history or do you just, have you just seen it once? Because I feel like there's a lot of stuff we could talk about before we even get into it. I know a little bit of the history. I haven't gone in a deep dive. All I know is that it's a porn yeah. with <laughs> Helen Mirren. <laughs> with, yeah, with Helen Mirren and Peter O'Toole. And Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and it originally <laughs> was meant to be, uh, you know, Gore Vidal originated the idea and wanted to make this controversial movie about oh, well, he made his rise to power and that's what got him and we're not going to make a character who was born from evil and it's going to be this fun political satire. We're going to get really into the nitty gritty of it. And the director, Tinto Brass, altered everything about the original screenplay as Penthouse was signing the bill and wanted this to be very erotic and constantly was adding more sex and more violence until Gore Vidal disavowed the film and then they did even more cuts to the movie, even more violence, even more orgies, until there was almost nothing left. They're apparently trying to re-edit the movie now to make it closer to Gore Vidal's movie, but this was, I guess, meant to launch some weird penthouse can make real movies, but it's still going to have porn and we're going to normalize it. I don't even fully know. But it's, it's under the umbrella of penthouse films, which they tried to make a thing. Right, <laughs> they tried. <laughs> a flat, yeah. Oh, late I 70s, mean, late 80s. It was a little bit different. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, in a different timeline, we would have had a, a penthouse cinematic universe instead of Marvel, where we'd have oh, this I movie, Lord of yes. the G-String, just countless, endless fun. <laughs> I mean, and it's got, we mentioned Helen Mirren, we mentioned Malcolm McDowell. The movie is it's star-studded. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it is in a very weird way where you're like, well, if all they wanted to do is make a very high production value 
erotic pornography movie, they accomplished that goal, but mm. but why? <laughs> why? <laughs> yeah, really, really, why is the question? Because <laughs> even when I first, when you guys brought this, I was like, oh, this is going to be some like quick 90 minute, no one really knows this movie well, cult film that's going to be very pornographic and have some cool Roman. This is almost a three hour movie. Yep. <laughs> and it, yeah. And it is, it's wild when you think about that because it is just, I can't think of too many, like the epic in 1979 and 1980 was sort of coming around. We were making these big, bombastic, huge movies, but this is closer to like, where the epic got in the 90s and the thousands where we we really thought that we would just sit in theaters for three hours and mm -hmm. watch these giant huge productions um so guys tell us a bit about how you found this movie how you feel about this movie the first I'm time you very saw curious it, how you i want to know your it. personal history with this movie because when we were like come on back y'all were like caligula well, it actually started because uh, Drunken Devil back in 2018, we were still doing the live events. Um, this was before the podcast. This was sort of building the Drunken Devil world with these characters, and they each character was modeled after a deadly sin. Um, so for Halloween, I was going to do Gluttony as the sin, and I was like, oh, Caligula is a <laughs> character that represents Gluttony. I was like, uh, how do I do like an ancient Rome live event? I don't know. I should watch the movie and get some inspiration on this depravity. And I wasn't really too privy to the extremities of this film and how wild it was. And so I sat down on a Sunday morning, not unlike today. Um, <laughs> the Lord's Day. <laughs> church, you know. I had coffee and my breakfast. I was like, all right, I'm going to get some inspiration for this event. And oh my God, what <laughs> the fuck did I watch? Well, and then and then you sent the link to all of your actors to watch this film as inspiration mm -hmm. for the event. And I said, be careful because <laughs> it's important. <laughs> I was going to say, were you inspired about how to make your live event for Halloween? Did this provide you with that sort of... Yes, it was our first orgy. <laughs> um, not our last. Not our first. last. Our first. <laughs> uh, it, uh, it was really more about like the, because I, I'll say this, like the production value is pretty good for this oh, yeah. high budget late 70s film. And Malcolm McDowell just doesn't give a fuck. And he just rolls with it. And I was like, Mikey, who played Caligula in the events and he plays Caligula in the podcast, um, I was like, watch this movie and get inspired by the madness. And it was the madness and it was the depravity and the indulgence and the debauchery that came through, not necessarily all the sets. <laughs> it um, is interesting, McDowell, like he really does a really good job he of playing went, this yeah. absolutely insane emperor. He didn't have much support script or any other wise. Yeah, <laughs> he did I think best. like you, you bring up a good point because when you watch this movie, like objectively the actors are so committed mm -hmm. and the production value is so high it is. that it, it does feel like this could have been up there with a lot of the other like roman epics we have like it, it should be in the conversation yeah. but it just takes this 
not even like, I don't even know if it's tasteful. And I don't mind. I think we're all very sex positive. I don't mind that there's orgies and porn. Let's go for it. Why not? It's just so much of it. It's, it's and yeah. like a and, and like a like a comedy where every now and then you're like, well, the tone of this movie isn't this big and bombastic. And then they just do some outrageous scene and you're like, that doesn't no, this doesn't fit. That's yeah. how this always feels. You're like, what a good job. That's a dick. Also, just like it's such an emphasis on the like de depravity of it all. And it's this is one of the few films that I will say like glorifies in a sense this like very sinister twisted world of Caligula. And mm -hmm. I I don't know if that was the intention to like show it, but everyone seemed to be having a great time while they were like murdering and fisting and yeah. torturing people and then <laughs> fucking their dead bodies. So it you know, seemed it seems like yeah. It was a very the tone, you're right. The tone <laughs> well that's like the other weird part when you think about when you think about other pornographic works, um, <laughs> it's always like consensual and fun and sex and it's hot and you're like, ooh, I like this and it's steamy and erotic. And this, like you just said, it's like, oh, that's a dead body. Yeah. That's urine. Oh no. I, 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 <laughs> I haven't seen a face in five minutes. Yeah, this whole movie I'm is like if they had, <laughs> This is sort of like if the Halo show was just the multiplayer instead and it was a lot of Master Chief <laughs> teabagging people. Like yeah. that's that's exactly. kind of how this feels where you're like, you know, the this wasn't really I know this was in the game, but it's not really why we bought it. We didn't need <laughs> right. to right. Like, I mean some for some of us it was. That's exactly why we bought it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the commentary is there and the script is there? Physically. There? Physically it's there. It was, yeah. it was on <laughs> set. It was on set. Like, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's just a goddamn nightmare. Um <laughs> Uh, yeah. uh, but it worked for the for the inspiration for the show so that's our that's and then i showed this guy yeah oh boy of course i mean you have to <laughs> yeah when like emailed last night i was like i can't find the link and i was i was about 40 minutes into it at that point i was like here and oh my god <laughs> so literally what my email said. warning <laughs> yeah because like first i was like okay cool it's controversial this is going to be really good for the podcast and you're like oh this is got it great because i know there's also I think in the aughts they made a Pirates of the Caribbean. I was just, that was going to be porn. my like sort of lead in. Like I Pirates uh, with like Jesse Jane was like a high profile like porn that they made. And it was like super big budget and it was a whole thing, but it was erotic. But it was just like, all right, this we're having sex and it's going to be tasteful. This movie takes the sex and is like, cool. How can we make it as filthy and as dirty as we humanly possibly could? Not mm -hmm. enough. Cool. Let's have someone pee on a dead body. Yeah. yeah 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 they, there are they really to this. <laughs> well i think that's the interesting part when you start like discussing the themes of the movie and like well power corrupts absolutely or absolute power corrupts absolutely that's the line that that great caligula line that made it into Zack snyder's <laughs> batman versus superman uh, <laughs> he's inspired yeah 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 there's just a little less sex than man of steel uh <laughs> Could have been more, in my opinion. But, but remember, Batman doesn't do that. <laughs> That's right. That's, uh, they try. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's interesting because I think then you even look at things like Game of Thrones and all of these other like high budget, now like high end television shows that have a lot of sex and a lot of porn. Like we were rewatching Dexter, and even that, I was like, 
man, they really cram in yeah. nudity into every episode. Like it, it's almost unnecessary. Yeah. And it's interesting oh. when it plays into the show and like what it's trying to do. Do you guys feel like the sex plays into what this movie's trying to accomplish at all? Or is it just there? To, that's the reaction I thought I was going to get. Well, I guess, look, I'm going to give it several benefits of the doubt. Right. Benefit, benefit of the doubts, benefits of the doubt. I'm not going to say that like ancient Rome wasn't that depraved. I'm sure it was worse. I'm sure mm -hmm. it was so many, so much more, so many more heinous things yeah. that we can even imagine. So yes, but also absolutely not. <laughs> right. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like if you cut out like 75% of it, it still would have been, well, great. <laughs> That's what's weird about this. Like, yes, with the Roman Empire, we know that they, they got busy. Like they got down, the sexual stuff was, yeah. was, a part, was a part of that world. And even with the actors in this, like they knew that they were doing a penthouse film. So Malcolm and Donald were like, they were good with full frontal nudity. They were good with people having, they were like, we're fine with that. What they weren't cool with is like all of a sudden splicing in full on acts of porn in the middle of their thing. They're like, hold on, that's yeah. not what I signed up for. So I think that like everyone went into this with some form of like, we know that there's going to be sexuality here. Right. We just didn't know that we were going for 5,000. <laughs> right. That's, that's, that's the level of this. <laughs> Yeah, and it, it's interesting because then I think we get into the why couldn't you do it today? And I think this is one of the, <clears throat> this might be one of the first movies because normally we can really go, well, you know, in the 70s or the 80s, here's what they were trying to do and it's of the time and what we were attempting. This one, though, when you look at how it was received at the time, it, it's like it's one of, if not the only movie Roger Debert walked out of. Yeah. yeah. And like, every, Every review is just, it's gross, it's wrong, how dare you, why would you even bring this to me? Like, the, the, such disgust that I almost feel like if you repurpose this show as like an HBO historical, like, ooh, we're going to get into it and it's going to have some pretty, we would almost be like, oh, it would play better today. Yeah, interesting, yeah. This this like walk so that Game of Thrones could run so that one day Caligula could sprint again. <laughs> I would be totally down. I would watch that. Oh, absolutely. I would absolutely watch that. Like an episodic that kind of went into like the details of that kind of thing. Yeah, absolutely. A little more yeah. drama, right. a little less penthouse. Well, less but penthouse, also like if, but... if I know what I'm getting into. That's another thing. Right. So it's just you and don't yeah, and, understand and neither did doing. the actors so <laughs> no, exactly. i think that was like the, the craziest part is when you when you deal with like ideas of, of sexuality and sex and especially extreme traumatizing almost versions of it mm -hmm. you have to do it with like the a certain care and a certain yeah. effort and with a certain purpose that motivates your actors or your characters or your story or has a point and this is pornographic in that you feel like oh i should be aroused by this like when you watch regular pornography but it's such a your brain doesn't know what to do with it's this, very you're watching yeah yeah it's depraved it, it, the scene that I, I that i go to that i'm just like i don't know what i'm doing with this is after, when the couple gets married and I was about to bring that up malcolm comes yeah. comes in and caligula comes in and he he, he rapes them both yeah, Malcolm is acting his ass off. Like what he's doing as an actor, I'm like, oh my god, kudos! You are doing. What am I? Why is there a fist in this man's? Act? What is going on? And they show like they take her virginity and they show blood all on her. I was like, I, my brain is over right now. I don't know what to process or do with any of this. 
And then it doesn't stop there. No, no. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's the first hour of the movie. But yeah, but specifically that scene, like that, the, the rape happens and then like the, 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 the fisting, fisting happens. Yeah. There's no other way to say it, Matthew. And it's just- Yeah, it's, it's what it is. <laughs> what it is. And there's just, there's also just no purpose I feel right. like in that, that is interesting. Yeah. You, know? you can like, show him going mad without doing any of that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And there's like some acts in like Game of Thrones that are exceedingly cruel and violent, but I feel like there's purpose, mm-hmm. a yeah, story behind that. Um, and I think that in later seasons, they got better with like pulling back. And I think that, you know, it was such a long run that that society began to shift for the better. And there was a lot more of a call out for like, do you need this excessive amount of nudity? I don't think so anymore. You right. can do it in a different way. And yeah. so the care has sort of come to the forefront now, which is great. And that's but. interesting too, because like, and, and I've seen, I mean, some movies nowadays, I'm thinking specifically of Rob Zombie, but like rape is still used as a like tool for movies. And it just feels like if you're just going to put it in there to put it in there to make it more depraved, that's not, that's not necessary. You don't need to do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What is it? I think of the, the hills have eyes that open. Yeah. Head. There's yeah. a rape sequence in it, and it's uncomfortable. But I, you don't. It's not showing all everything. You don't have to show me yeah. everything. But that sequence made me just nauseous in the yeah. in the theater. Uh, what I saw here <laughs> made me nauseous, but it was more of like confused. Like, why am I seeing every single detail of this? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the really weird part, and it, it is so confusing that they even produced it that way because it. When it, yeah. you hear these people talk, it started out with like, we're going to do a satire, which is not in the movie. Not yeah. at all. <laughs> like, I'm like, they're like, going to recut this to fit that. There's no way. <laughs> I, well, I don't even know that some of those cuts came out because that was in like 2018. They mentioned that. And it is now 2020. I'd looked at my watch like that helps. <laughs> it's like 2022 <laughs> now. And I'm like, well, there's no shorter, sillier version of Caligula. It's still just this. I, I think before we recorded, I said it feels like the kind of movie that you're told is fake at school. Mm-hmm. And then someone's like, I've got this VHS. You got to come see this thing. Found it in my parents' closet. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. No one really knows it's real. You don't really believe that the kid has it, but like, there it is. Yeah. 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 You, you I, go over and late at night, and you guys are all like, oh, we're going to watch the thing. And then you watch it, and you're like, why are we watching the thing? Yeah, and there's always one person who's like, no, but it's crazy. And I feel like that's <laughs> the only reason people really talk about it is because they're like, well, it's insane that we did this. And I'm like, that's fine, but we don't have to like romanticize or appreciate it. We almost should look at this now and be like, look how bad this was. Because you were right. Like we, I think Game of Thrones really kicked open the door of the conversations of like sexual assault and trauma don't need to be the only motivator for a character. And we don't need to keep doing that whenever we want to have a character who's like, oh, they have this strength and reservation. And they've been like, yeah, we don't need to keep going to that piece of trauma. And for some reason, this movie is like, we're not only going to do it, we're going to live there because we we want to show you what power does to you. And I'm like, but we all, we sort of know. Like we, we got it. Like it's also like it's not just like we're gonna exist here. It's like here, have a seat. Here's a party hat and a glass of wine. Yeah, enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a a film that like two hours in, they're like, "Cool, Uh, orgy," and you're like, "Wait, 
Well, back, all the Georgie players, bring them back. <laughs> right. I was like, and then it's like we're gonna have a we're gonna have a 15 minute sequence in here of an orgy. Now, what's wild is that like, obviously that's one of the major sequences that got spliced in where they took real penthouse pets and had them doing their thing. But even still on set, that was still in the script because Malcolm McDowell was still saying everything that we're having an orgy. It was just probably a much more tamed down version of that because they were Peter O'Toole and, and them were perfectly fine with doing their lines while someone's boning right next to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They knew what they were getting into. It just they didn't know it was going that far. So that sequence at the very end of the film, like we're two hours in and we still have to have another. Can we just get out of this? Can we just end this film? Yeah. And stop? I mean, man, somebody at Penthouse must be the most persuasive person on the planet <laughs> because, like, somebody, somebody was there was like, "We're gonna innovate film. This is gonna be huge." This is. There was someone who was like, they were smelling their own shit a little too much. <laughs> yeah. so like, like they must have just really been like, "No, Malcolm, this is gonna be it." This is this is people are going to talk about this for decades. Bob Guccione right. was very much of that man of excess. He was like, I'm going to do everything the opposite of Hugh Hefner. Where Hugh Hefner's like, ah, that's tasteful over there, Playboy. F that. Pee on everyone. We're going yeah, to pee on that dead guy. <laughs> oh, also, a full frontal birth. Just get on board. What was that? Yeah, right. <laughs> that's the one other scene that I just can't get out of my brain. Yeah. I was like, why do we have to show this? Yeah. Yeah, I feel like you could recut the ring, and instead of the video, it could be this movie. It's like it's that's what it is now. But so I don't even. We don't even. There's. We know why we can't do this anymore. This is. It's so egregious and extreme and crazy. We shouldn't have even done it in 1979. So I guess the the bigger question I have for you guys is how does this fit into the cosmic game and the podcast? And I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Now, now we get to talk about how this movie connects to our. Well, you know, it really does go back to the event and the the world building of the of the Drunken Devil universe. Um, but Caligula takes um, takes no has a big part in season one of the Cosmic Game that we just recorded, and we really encouraged our actors because of the nature of the series the supernatural melodrama it is over the top we encouraged our actors to sort of go over the kind top. of live in it yeah. yeah and mikey went back and he said that he at least watched parts of it so but i think caligula the film the very core of the character because you know we we read in history books that caligula was awful and depraved, depraved yeah. but like seeing him on screen was a really good way for us to like catch that depravity and sort of bring that into the greater universe mm -hmm. and caligula and his decisions and the violence that he um, enacts in the storyline affects the grander narrative of the cosmic game. Right. It actually really does play a huge part in how the game progresses. And, you know, it kind of comes in and flips the script on, on how God and the devil are going to play going forward. Mm -hmm. So, and, and Caligula, you know, we, we really kind of, well, we toned down the sex um, quite a bit. There's not as nearly as much of there that. is sex, but there is sex. And like, we really did. We wanted to talk. I mean, we wanted him to be this, you know, depraved thing, but because of, again, that, that theme of absolute power corrupts absolutely mm -hmm. was more what we were focusing on really having the actor, like specifically Mikey play into that and, and how that, you know, shapes his mind as time goes on mm -hmm. for him. Quick refresh, the cosmic game is about God and the devil playing a game called humanity, humankind, and whichever one can influence the mortals from the beginning of time on wins. And so Caligula's on the devil's side, 
There's a cult of temperentia, the Roman goddess of temperance and discipline. So there's some conflict there. But yeah, Caligula's violence and power corruption plays into how the rest of humankind goes. Yeah. And it is, it's all audio podcasts. It's a, 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 I guess an audio drama would be the word to use. Audio drama, full score, full cast. Yeah. Uh, so we, we really wanted it to be kind of like the golden age of radio back, like when, uh, you know, the shadow and, mm-hmm. you know, war of the worlds was really kind of at grabbing the zeitgeist. And so mm-hmm. that's what kind of what we wanted to bring back with, the way we did this so there's soundscapes there's tons of sound effects there's a beautiful score done by chris thomas who just mm-hmm. absolutely nailed it mm-hmm. uh and then yeah full full cast lots of dialogue and and really kind of intense essentially, essentially we wanted it to be like you turn on an hbo show and you close your eyes yeah where a lot of audio dramas are sort of one person talking and very dry. Yeah. Dry. Yeah. This is very full, a very full, a full bodied. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then each episode has a cocktail pairing as well. That's available on social media and you can make drinks and sit down and listen to the episode. So awesome. Yeah. And the great wine based, if I'm not mistaken, the three ancient Rome ones have wine based right up my alley. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. And it's uh it's releasing soon, correct? We'll have this this will be up on the seventh tomorrow, this episode. This uh we release the first three episodes will premiere on February twenty-fourth. Uh yeah. the first three episodes take place around Mardi Gras. So in nineteen seventeen. So um we're timing it to the weekend before Mardi Gras. So there is a hurricane cocktail that's part of it. Yeah. Um and yeah, the cosmic game does jump between time periods. So it starts in nineteen seventeen in New Orleans does a flashback through the beginning of time, ancient Rome, and sets up the next two to two to three, three seasons. seasons. Yeah. Got it. Great. Yeah. That sounds fantastic. <laughs> <be> great. That <laughs> sounds way better than this movie. <laughs> I can tell you Thank 100% you. it is. Yeah. <laughs> without, without bragging, it is 100% better than this movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what a, it's so, this movie is interesting because it's, gone in so many ways like we had to find it <laughs> not through the most legal of ways but yeah, disappeared it, not <laughs> the black market of, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's <laughs> the dark so <laughs> it's so interesting i feel like so often we're like well what do we think should we like is this movie worth watching today do we need to get rid of it They're like society's already gotten rid of this movie it is it's gone. scrubbed it, yeah. it is you can't even rent it on voodoo or amazon it is erased it's, it's crazy uh, and probably it's probably fine. I don't think there's really any. I hold on. No, oh, hot take. I think <laughs> that if this film has ever piqued your interest, I say it's worth digging into. The, be prepared. Dig the yes. corners of the internet and find it, and just experience it. Because I just want everyone that wants to experience it for the first time like i did i want them to go through this <laughs> yeah <laughs> i mean it definitely loves company yeah yeah it's like this this is almost the first time where i'm like man we might have to put a content warning on our podcast i'm just like we're talking about caligula there's going to be some nutty stuff in here um <laughs> yeah right like it's I think it's interesting because you're right. I'm like, if you want it, seek it out. If this is your thing, if you're into like the shock value and the craziness, and if you're even like a film historian and you just right. this, this very unique, weird piece of time, mm-hmm. go find it. Because I think but that's like, what's 
fascinating is that there is a an actual film being done while a porn is also happening. Like yeah. the it's, story, the rise and fall of Khalil is really good. The fact that he he he's super depraved and violent and then dies by in the same violent manner, his whole family is it's like, oh, this is they are telling a good point A to point B to point C story. I see it. I see so much more. <laughs> yeah, like, to. <laughs> yeah, but we just keep cutting to these full <laughs> frontal shots of these yeah. insane, <laughs> egregiously yeah, so violent moments. Like we're still, still watching this movie. Um, but no, it is unique in that way. It really is something that is kind of its own thing. It really, there's nothing else quite like it out there. For better, for, for better, for worse. Yeah, because there's there's plenty of horror movies that you can go find that are like you're gonna see some really really crazy depraved insane things like stuff that I I will never put on like a Serbian film or the Cannibal Holocaust or any of these movies like I just can't do it. No. Uh, and I feel like this is like perpendicular to that because it is crazy and insane and depraved, but it isn't quite as horrific. It is more just like this is traumatic and weird and crazy and insane yeah. that they did it. Where those other ones are just like you're putting this on to see if you can make it through it. This is just a test right. of yeah. you're just being rude to your yeah. friends on a Friday. I'm like, let's see how far you can make it, guys. You know, Terrence only made it 20 minutes in. Like this at least has a good movie within it. <laughs> like, those yeah. other ones are well, yeah, you've got to dismantle it and put it back together, but. Yeah. And who knows, maybe one day we'll get this other cut, but Ooh. I don't know. I'd say, I mean, I'd, I'd watch the satire. I'd watch I would watch how they got there. Right. I would also watch the movie of like making this movie. Like yeah. that's what I just oh, keep reading yeah. these articles of like, oh my God, this got like imagine setting out to make a satire and then someone's like, We'll sign you a check, but like I I just wish I was a fly on the wall. When, yeah. P, when Peter O'Toole, Malcolm McDowell, and Helen Mirren first saw the cut of the film, yeah. like, wait a minute. What the hell? Hold on. What the is going on here? It sounds like most of the creators defend the movie. Like, I can't really find any of the people who worked on it who are like, oh, I can't believe it. They're all like, no, we were trying to do something. It's like, well, you didn't succeed. <laughs> you did something. <laughs> I, would watch, I would watch like a like a feud Betty and Joan version of the people trying to make this, like a series in Ooh, 1970s, be, yeah. like Hollywood and then Italy and then the breakdown, like a, like a bio Copyright series. Ryan Murphy, I know you're listening. I know. I, know. I was going to say, I was like, like I a Hollywood version of this, like this is going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would watch the hell out of that. Right? <laughs> that would be dope. I would watch that. I do wonder if this movie has like tainted the story of Caligula enough that if we mentioned like, oh, HBO could totally do this. So like, I wonder if anyone, if it's mentioned in a room, it's just like, no, 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 no. Maybe, <laughs> maybe. No. But I also, you know, in this, in this era of content boom, we're getting everything. Did we ask for everything? No, but I feel like this is something that no one would ask for, but very few people would ask for, and it might be received well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, you could now do it. You could do it well now. Like we, yeah. there's so many of these yeah. political historical dramas with nudity. I've seen throughout. Enough, seen enough like, episodes of Euphoria to know that this could be done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, it could. I think that is the crazy part about it. Like it's so depraved and violent and gross and insane. But we now have so much 
I guess, regular sex in television yeah. and right. movies that it is like, oh yeah, if you just don't do it this way, yeah, you can do this story with this amount of sex. Just we don't need to fist people. Like, yeah, that's, like you know, speaking of you, that's, that's like, the line in the sand. Line, yeah, I'm still I'm not doing that. But like shows like Euphoria, yes, it's like there's a whole conversation about the nudity and the excessiveness of that. But like, I wouldn't say that anything that happens in Euphoria is glorifying anything. Mm-hmm. Whereas in this right. film specifically, it's like it does feel like it's it. glorified. It's little, yeah. Yeah. it is glorified. Like, yeah, yeah, they 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 go out of their way. I think to be yeah. like, look at the and I. I feel like it was meant to be to the point of like, look what it does. Yeah. Right. And it has yeah. to look glorified because it's from the POV of yeah. Caligula. But as a result of that, your point of view as the audience is just being like, oh, and maybe that's the point. You're supposed yeah. to watch this and be like, he was horrible. But I don't think I needed to see this to know that. Yeah. Right. Like usually if somebody's on trial for murder, they don't need to show me the murders. Right. Yeah. Right. They're they're never like, if you don't believe it, would you like to see? No, I don't. I don't need to do that. You've explained it to me well. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Let's paint a picture. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, we got it. We got it. But I yeah, it is a it's a fascinating trip, this movie. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad that it was able to inspire your show so well. It sounds like it, it sounds like it is a great it's a good story and it is interesting so it's like it's very cool in a way that it's like this insane trip has benefited your creative process in such a unique way it did and like i always say like the the character of the drunken devil caligula is inspired by like this caligula not the ancient roman Caligula, not the real person. right there the if there was a multiverse of Caligulas, this would be the one. Yeah, this is exactly. the variant. In my Caligula No Way Home script that we're not working on. He was one of the shadows. They also the shadows something the- I would I would watch. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot you could do with this that we will probably never get to produce. <laughs> no versions of this will happen, but could do. But should you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's the thesis of the show. It's <laughs> almost almost everything we do, like, right? Like, I think it's so interesting when we do have these, like, well, cool, you would never today. And I'm like, you, you you would almost make everything that we've had on our show today. We've yeah. thought of so many examples similar but not as egregious as this that it's like well you would totally you could 100 percent make a caligula with full nudity and super violent and absolutely insane and give it 10 million dollars an episode and we would throw emmys at it like it was nobody's business yeah what you can't do is glorify and make it insane and it's the very weird like nuance that we're getting more and more and i feel like it happens with sexual stories like this and also with comedy where people are like well you could never do these type of and like we do that kind of comedy every day oh, we're yeah. we still are making things like the office and simpsons and we're still doing problematic weird jokes but sometimes we we're just finessing it a bit sometimes and we're gonna keep most art is gonna play with taboos and sometimes you're gonna do it this way I'm pointing at my note screen where there's Caligula notes <laughs> like that. <laughs> like and then that. sometimes you're going to do it in the Euphoria and Game of Thrones way. And even when you do Game of Thrones, when you look at that first season to its 10th season, the evolution of how they did it really does change. And I think the narrative around how the audience responded to it changed as well. So it yeah. is 
I think, funny whenever we're like, you would never, and like, we do it every day. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> yeah. People are constantly trying to get away with these kind of shenanigans. <laughs> Always. Whenever you watch an old problematic comedy and you're like, I don't think anybody could do that. There's a script somewhere on this block in North Hollywood where someone's like, but if I do the black, <laughs> here, stay with me. And you always know when you're getting as a friend where somebody's just down with you at a bar and you're like, I got this idea for a script. Now stay with me. It gets a little problematic. And you're like, all right. Well, okay. Let's then, see what that, happens. Those very words were said to Helen Mirren, Peter O'Toole, and Malcolm McDowell. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, there was a lot of producers and directors in this set be like, now stay with me. <laughs> what I'm going to say sounds crazy. We're going to cut this person open. Right. <laughs> but we're only going to shoot his dick. How's that sound? Like that. <laughs> Which is gonna have the blood and the guts and his penis. And his penis. Cool. Now listen, Malcolm. At any opportunity for nudity, I'm going to take it. Is pretty much what they say. <laughs> there's an even a chance that I could see something. <laughs> I'm gonna do it. Yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Well, thank you for uh, bringing this to my attention. <laughs> a, uh, a, I think a, a worthy addition to the podcast. A worthy addition to our own conversations i had a great time doing it as soon as i saw this movie i was like oh, this is going to be a good episode this is going to be a great time this is so on the money we're here uh, and if you rich your lives show you yeah. and, and from now on till the day i die it's in here like it's four glass of wine have your therapist on speed dial and just watch caligula <laughs> get ready prepare <laughs> yourself Oh, yeah. And if you enjoyed this episode, guys, you can, of course, subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on whichever podcast app you're using. We're also on the YouTube channel where you can hit subscribe there as well. You can follow the show on Hollywood ADI on Twitter, where we have this, the You Can't Do That Anymore podcast, as well as our main podcast, Hollywood Already Did It, about reboots, remakes, and sequels, and our Marvel episodic show, and that's back, the Marvel pair-up, where we take an episode of whatever they're doing if it's wandavision and we pair that up with whatever sitcom or falcon with a buddy cop comedy next will be moon knight with identity crisis movies which doesn't <laughs> sound like a genre but, but it is, it is. <laughs> <laughs> rear window <laughs> right uh yeah rear window fight club identity there's yes. so many there's so many um and i am at as always blake terrence is at terrence tatum where can everybody find you guys and your shows you can find us uh, at Drunken Devil on Instagram and then on Twitter at Drunken Devil underscore. Because somebody got the Somebody got it. Somebody got it. And then you can look at our website, thedrunkendevil.com. If you go to drunkendevil.com, you might land on a porn site. And maybe you'll watch Caligula there. Full <laughs> circle. Full circle. Full circle. <laughs> Make sure you put the if you're on the website. Yeah. Uh, Cosmic Game drops February 24th. We're very excited. And it will be available on all podcast streaming platforms. platforms. That's the one. Wonderful. Well, thank you guys so much for coming back. And thank you all so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Later. Thanks for having us, guys. <laughs>